0: Today, there is uh, December sixteenth, two thousand eight. For thirty days, we have a very special month, and this special month. In Sanskrit we call it as Margashirsha month, which comes usually mid December to mid January. In Bhagavad Gita, chapter ten, in the Vibhuti Yoga, Lord Krishna says that in the months I am Marga Shirsha. So this month also is representing the Brahmimurtha. If we take the whole year as one day, and this is what is referred as the Brahmimurtha, the just before the sunrise. Now the special thing about this month is about a sacred o that was performed by a very great devotee and she is called as Andal actually andal is one of the 12 alvars now the word alvar is from tamil language and the tradition have recognized 12 alvars as some of the greatest devotees who have experienced God consciousness. In fact, the word Alvar itself means one who has immersed in God consciousness and also the other meaning is That one who rules over the Lord through intense, sincere, and pure devotion. So with these two meanings of the word alvar, we can see the characteristics of the alvar that we are... Going to talk about more, and she is known as Goda Devi, and in Tamil she is also referred as Andal. And Andal is the same meaning as Alwar that we referred, and this great devotee who showed, as a model to all devotees of all times, performed a sacred O, and this O is described in a composition in Tamil language, and the composition is called as Tirupavai. Thiru means sacred, Pauvai means oh. Something that one determines to do it and does it and reaches the goal. And this Thiru Pauvai is a poem of 30 songs and it is part of collection of 4000 verses in Tamil called as Divya Prabandham which means Divine Hymns and all these 4000 verses are composed by different great devotees and they Describe vividly and beautifully the grandeur of pure devotion immersed in God-consciousness. In fact, the theme of Thirupavai is a spiritual awakening of an individual soul which then yearns for the divine union with the Lord. For thirty days in the early morning hours, one poem is recited on each day in some practices, or in some tradition of temples, all the thirty verses are recited each day, and that day's verse is recited twice so either way these 30 poems bring us the grandeur of the sacred all and the spiritual awakening to all the devotees who recite them and who pra- practices them and It is also important to know that of these 30 songs, 30 poems, the last two poems, 29th and 30th, is recited in the worship to the Lord Vishnu wherever and whenever time it is done. That means even in the Regular worship of the Lord Vishnu, at the end of the worshipping, these two verses, 29th and 30th, is recited and that shows the greatness of this Tirupavai, which has become part and parcel of the devotees who practices them. To know a little bit about Andal, or Goda Devi, she is the daughter of Sri Vishnu Chitta, also known as Periyalvar or Pattar Piran. But when we say daughter, actually. He is the foster father and in the tradition it is said that the Sri Peri Alwar, or Patar Piran was also recognized as a another Alvar, a great devotee who used to live in Sri Vilipattur. And he worshipped the Lord constantly, and particular service that he used to offer is making the garlands for the worship of the Lord. Once he found a baby in his garden near a Tulasi plant, and he gave her the name Goda or in Tamil, Kodai, which means maiden or a girl who sings. Goda was fond of singing in her growing years and naturally devoted to Lord Krishna. She learnt all about Lord Krishna from her foster father, Sri Vishnu Chitta, and she began to love Lord Krishna in her heart, and also she longed to be married to him. In fact, her love to Lord Krishna was so much that she would secretly wear the garlands that was meant for the Lord. Which were made by her father, Sri Vishnu Chitta, and she used to imagine herself or visualize herself as Lord Krishna's bride. Once Sri Vitnuchitta came to know of this act of Goda, and he admonished her, and. However, that night the Lord appeared in the dream of Sri Vitnachitta and said that the garland owned by Goda would only be acceptable to him and one day he would come to marry Goda. Hence, Goda is also known as Shurikuduttanachiyar, meaning a consort who first wore the flowers before offering to Lord. At her very young age Goda sang the Tirupavai and also she has composed a poem of 143 verses steeped in her love for Lord Krishna and that composition is called as Natchiyar Thirumori. As the tradition goes later on an appointed day through instructions by the lord Ranganatha in the dreams of the head priest of Sri Rangam temple and the Pondyan king at that time And Goda's father, Sri Vitnuchitta, the divine wedding between Goda and the Lord was fulfilled through her merger with the divine icon of Lord. Thus Goda achieved her divine union and then she is known as Andal. So we can see that the story is describing her great devotion to Lord Krishna. In Tirupavai, which has thirty poems. The theme is at various depth, including the description of the nature, description of the environment, and bringing the spiritual message. The first five songs introduce the nature of the sacred all. Goda sends a clarion call for a girlfriend. Desirous of, desirous of observing the sacred oath of this month and to secure from the Lord Narayana the much-coveted drum. In Tamil it is called Parai. And this Parai is a symbol of divine joy of union with Him. So she uses that symbol... To seek for, but the actual seeking is for the divine joy of the union. And she is also assembling all her friends who collectively go to the Lord. Goda says that they should gather with a dip in the sacred waters early in the morning as the first step. Now, this taking deep in the sacred waters symbolically indicates immersion in God consciousness at the spiritual level. Then, the rigors of the woe are then stated, such as abstinence from fatty food, and avoidance of bad words, gossiping, And decoration with jewelry, because the purpose here is to develop in the spiritual aspect. So hence, these conditions are stated for the devotee. The lasting benefits of spirituality and prosperity accruing from the observance of the O to the participants and the country are mentioned in the first five poems. Goda says that when the Lord is worshipped with utter devotion combined with mental and bodily purity, all the age-long sins will be burned like a heap of cotton. In the fire. Here, cotton represents the collection of ignorance, collection of mental inertia, and the fire represents the spiritual wisdom. In the next songs from 6 to 15, it deals with waking up of the girls or fellow devotees, who are still asleep. And Goda goes on waking up one after another and she uses various methods of true friendship. They are coaxed, cajoled, teased and even in a humorous way, ridiculed by Goda to wake up from the slumber, lethargy and laziness and join the group in observing the O. Here again the symbolism is not that Goda and her fellow devotees were of that type, it is to show in the society how one should help others toward the spiritual development. In order to give a model for that, Goda has done these things for her fellow devotees. Then in song 16 through 20, Goda with all girlfriends our fellow devotees imagines herself or visualizes herself as going to the Nanda Gopas. and Nanda Gopas is the foster father for Lord Krishna and also ruler of Gokula. They go with a view to meeting him, and again here, Goda and her fellow devotees wake up. Respectively, first Nanda and then Nanda wife, Eshoda, then Balarama, the elder brother of Krishna, and then Niladevi, Krishna's consort, and then finally Lord Krishna himself. So the vivid description of these poems brings us the beauty of how devotees approach the Lord with love, humility and deep respect. Then in the Psalms 21 to 28, the expression of utter surrender of Goda and their fellow devotees To Lord Krishna is described. In fact, relinquishing all the self-related feelings of selfishness, one can see the pure devotion and joy. The feelings is only toward the Lord. The emotion is only toward the Lord. And that description can be seen very vividly in these songs. Then, when they present themselves in front of Lord Krishna, they very clearly described That it is because of the grace of Lord Krishna, in spite of their worthlessness, that the Lord Krishna, who is an ocean of compassion, ocean of greatness, have showered His grace on them. And here one can see the nature of surrender. When we see the wonderful cosmos and the creator of cosmos, no matter how an individual feels his or individual greatness in front of the lord of the cosmos, lord of the universe, it becomes very, very, very small. So we can see that Goda gives how one should see oneself in front of the Lord. Then Goda requests for the grant of the drum, coveted drum from Lord Krishna. And also she requests things like conks, conch shells, musical instruments, beautiful lamps and lights and canopies for the proper observance of the sacred O. Again, the symbolization of this is to pray the Lord all the things that we need, all the faculties, the physical, mental and spiritual faculties, so that we can worship Him in full grandeur. And it is only Lord who can give us all those faculties because it is only such grandeur that he can bless us. Now that the sacred vow is about to be completed having bled by the Lord all these faculties God and their devotees will wear beautiful jewels and lovely robes and taste the rice cooked with sumptuous milk and ghee. So this indicates that the fruition of the sacred O results in a joy at all levels, spiritual, mental and physical. In the 29th song, As was said earlier, it's a very important one because here Goda summarizes in one song the whole purpose, the whole reason why they all came to Lord, that they came not to receive a materialistic thing only, or some simple purpose but to be with him to serve him and him alone eternally and not only that they pray from Lord Krishna that all their desires and passions should be turned towards Lord Krishna himself and they should become divine desires and divine passions. So this is another lesson that all devotees should observe, that finally it is Lord to whom we offer our prayers and requests. So that all our views should be turned towards Him. All our desires should be towards Him. Not for themselves, but towards the Lord. And the last song, 30th song, 30th poem, sets out the fruits of sincere study of this poem, which is in the form of a garland of 30 songs in Sangam Tamil. It is a classical form of Tamil. And not only that, one who understands this garland <coughs> and one who recites this garland of 30 poems and one who wears this garland in a spiritual sense will receive the grace of the Lord and the perennial joy and blissful happiness. Now how does it do? In another words, describing the greatness of Tirupavai, it says, Patagangal Tirkum Paramanadikartum Veda Manaitakum Vittaum. What it means is this Tirupa vibe will not allow us to fall from the spiritual level, will not allow us to slip down from the spiritual level. will keep our mind pure and high up at the feet of Lord Krishna. And because it keeps us at the feet of the Lord, so we are sheltered. We are graced by the Lord Krishna's feet. And not only that, because it brings that experience and knowledge, it carries the whole Vedic knowledge as a seed carrying a tree. So we can see that Thirupavai, a beautiful composition which has literary beauty, spiritual beauty, and which helps Every devotee <coughs> to go further in the spiritual path. So may the great devotee Andal and her consort Lord Krishna, both of them, let us pray for their blessings. For their grace and all of us. May we salute and honor the greatness of Andal. Salutations to the feet of Andal and Lord Krishna. Andal Tiruvadigade Sharanam. श्री कृष्ण तिरुवडीगळे शरणम